so you're against chemotherapy. Yeah, I'm not for it now because basically it's, it, it is toxic. Mm. So what's the difference between your natural medicine and Western medicine culture? Western medicine, you come to see a doctor, you have a, you know, I have a headache. Mm -hmm. You're going to treat the headache. They give me an aspirin. The way I approach is, okay, you have a headache. Yeah, that's, we treat that headache, but why do you have it? Then we learn that our water's bad. Well, it depends where you would get your water source. As long as the water's not hungry. Because anytime you have water, it's distilled. It has no minerals. So therefore it becomes hungry. So it takes the nutrients out of your body. Then you Ooh. drink it. So distilled water is bad for you. Yeah, you to drink, drink it, yeah. It. Wow. All right, welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Dr. Issels. How are we doing? Hey, what How are you doing? doing? Good, good man. Here. Just uh, played in the poker tournament. Yeah, good lucky. You got yeah. some game. Yeah, yeah I sure yeah. did. You've been playing for what, like three hours? Yeah, about it. Yeah. You made it far, man. Yeah, yeah man, it's probably the fifth time I played poker. Wow, you did, you did well. I'd love to uh, for you to tell everyone what you do. I'm a, a naturopathic doctor. I use natural therapies to treat disease process, cancer, chronic, you know, chronic fatigue, uh, allergies, colds, um, long COVID, things like that. What's long COVID? Basically, long COVID is when you know, people have the COVID virus and they get COVID and after a period of time, they still are feeling sick, mm. weakened, fatigue, clotting mm. issues. And that means a breakdown of the body system function. What mm. about the residual? Like the, uh, granted, you might have, that might be it, but like, I know someone who's suffering from like post-COVID is what they're called. Yeah, it's long COVID. Yeah, that's the same like, thing. But it's, basic, is, but it's been like a year though. What? Can I, up to up to three to you know up to two years? It's basically, side effects of the COVID virus are still present, and if if affect. But how can a sickness have a side effect? What do you mean? A lot of side effects. How can a sickness have a more well, so? That's in medication, right? Well, no. Look at side effects. Look at the common cold, runny nose, right? Mm -hmm. It's a side effect of the I cold. Got you. Okay, okay. You know, or those things are the side effect. Got you. Basically, but the disease causes. Mm. So you know? Wayne has terrible allergies. What advice yeah. would you recommend him? What type of you know when when are your allergies? Are they, are they mostly um, in? Um, it depends. So April, I kind of yeah, I kind of uh, so right now I have a regimen where I blow my nose. Obviously, direct air in my nose activates. Um different places so i'll be kind of cautious on traveling right like I, I miss out on a lot of different events just because i don't want to be miserable while i'm there right so i'm just kind of cautious on like traveling and stuff like that because my nasal cavity is like closed they don't just like you know people have flare-ups and they sneeze Mine, right i can't breathe at all there's no like air in or air out it's just like just empty. your nose or also the also your throat as well it's mostly the nose or is it yeah it's mostly here okay. it's mostly here so you know stick it kind of doing antibiotics right. and steroids and they always recommend surgery that's i mean do you have polyps what is that basically growths in the in in the side in the sinus which kind of block the airflow um, like a little you know it's almost like a little wart mm. inside you know inside nasal passages which can cause but, okay so would that be a flare-up though would you want to experience that like, no that would be a basically that's something you have chronic it, it'll be constant yeah right? no no i don't have it okay yeah, yeah. When, when you have a when you have a flare-up um see, man it varies it's like Put it like this: When I don't have one, I'm excited. Cool. Okay. So often. Yeah. 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 So you know, a lot of things. There, you know, stress can cause a flare-up. Uh, wine. I, was, I just wine. 
because it has a histamine Sophia. in it. it has a histamine in it. That's crazy. You even know that. Huh? I didn't know that. Wine has a thing, that's a thing called. Um, it's a product. Can I mention products here? Yeah. It's one's called dehist. It's a very very effective for allergies. Another thing that's good for allergies would be NAC, N-acylcysteine. What that does it thins the mucus, it reduces swelling. Um, another thing is by you know taking uh, bicarbonate, like you know take some um, soda water, and then like a bit baking soda, mix it up in water and drink it. Just when you have a reaction to it, it really kind of slows it down quite a bit. What about ah. when you not have a flare up? It's like what's the preventative measure? Well, that's like the, when, like when I'm the, having a good day. Right. Like, what should I? What, what should I do day in and day out to keep well, having good days? Reduce the stress. Okay. Don't drink the wine. Uh, don't eat like any, any junk food, like any type of sausages, mm. hot dogs, anything which has sulfates in it. Mm. I'll reduce that. But stress is a big one. And secondly, another thing is that there's a big connection between allergies and digestion. If you have a bad digestive tract, you'll be likely to be allergic to other things. Foods can do it too. Okay. And you can have runny nose from foods. Wow. Like you said, the you know the wine gets you. Wine gets me, and I found that out because um, um, the doctor asked me. He said, "How often do you drink wine?" I'm like, "No, I, I like I buy wine. It's in right. my refrigerator." He said, "Well, that could be the cause of it." I'm like, "I'm allergic to wine." He said, "No, it has a histamine in it." But lo and behold, I looked it up. Wine has a histamine in it. So what that does is there's an antihistamine, and then there's a, there's a histamine. So there's a counter reaction that your body has to it. So it creates allergy. Mm. So you have to take a Claritin before drinking wine. Interesting. But you know, the one thing you, you drink the wine, and if you know when you, it goes travels down your esophagus mm-hmm. into your stomach, and if you have a good barrier function in your gut, mm-hmm. that would not cause an issue for you. Mm-hmm. But if you have a bad barrier function, you know the idea is like having like you have three different barriers. You have the mucous membranes, mm-hmm. you have the skin, mm-hmm. and GI tract. Mm-hmm. All these are barriers that keeps bad things out of your body. If those barriers are you know weakened. Things will enter your body and cause an allergic response to it. Mm. So to really fix that issue is by actually fixing the barrier functions. And the things to do that would be number one, using digestive enzymes, using fish oils, and a good multivitamin, and help you, you know, and help you digest. You said vitamin D. No, uh, oh, said, fish vitamin. oils. Oh, fish, multivitamin. fish oil, yeah. Multi- um, um, multivitamin. Yes. Okay. I take fish oils daily. Omega three, yeah. right? Yeah. How yeah. many milligrams do you take? Uh, it's the two. I don't know how many milligrams. It's two of the bigs. But are you buying yours from like a normal store, or do you get them Amazon? But yeah, I want to know like where to get like the actual good vitamins at, not like the generic stuff that mm. they sell. Well, you probably have to go to Western Nordic is very good. I'm not sure you can get it at Amazon, but you looked at Western Nordic. Western Nordic, yeah, they have a very good fish oil. Okay. There. Another thing is a good place to buy would be Whole Foods as well. Whole Foods, okay. and we have it. So what's the difference between your natural medicine and Western medicine culture? Well, basically, our approach is different. I mean, you have Western medicine. You come to see a doctor. You have a, you know, I have a headache. Mm -hmm. You're going to treat the headache. Okay, you have a headache. Let's give you an aspirin. The way I approach is, okay, you have a headache. Yeah, we treat that headache, but why do you have it? What caused the headache to occur? What are the reasons? I mean, are you highly stressed? Are you allergic to things? Are you having a bug? You have an infection. I mean, what's causing your headache? Mm. Does it flare up? Yeah. Are you dehydrated? Thing? I found yeah, that out part too. Part of that too. De- dehydration. Back pain is, and dehydration is huge. Huh? Wow. Back pain. Oh wow. Back pain if you don't drink enough fluids. You serious? Yeah. Wow. wow. I have a lot of back pain. If yeah, if you don't drink enough. And then, ha- then we learned that our water is bad. That that we're drinking. Like I'm drinking a lot of water. He he drinks a lot of water. But then that water's not good enough. We have to make it mineral water by putting Himalayan salt in there, right? 
Well, well, it depends where you would get the water source. I mean, if you go, for example, you go to uh, Whole Foods and get yourself, you know, some of those pH balanced waters, they're fine. Uh, as long as the water is not hungry, because anytime you have water that's dis dis distilled, it has no nutrients in it, no minerals. So therefore it becomes hungry. So it takes the nutrients out of your body. Then you Ooh. drink it. So distilled water is bad for yeah, you. you to drink, drink it, it. Yeah. Wow. My yeah. car only tastes dis distilled water. Really? Yeah, my sports car only you only can put still water in there. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna make it dry. <laughs> are you a fan of mushrooms? Yes, I do like mushrooms. Uh mushrooms are really a very effective way to build up the immune system. Mm. So why has this been like it's this negative stigma and like taboo when it came to mushrooms? It's really they taught us in school that it was like bad for you. Like mm -hmm. don't take mushrooms, it was just something Well they have, they have they have different components which are very strong immune boosting, help natural killer function, helps immune response. But then you also have the magic mushrooms, the psilocybin. Right, so, those okay, are so, different. Oh, those are different. Yeah, there's from actually natural. immune mushrooms like shiitake, turkey tail. You can take those and okay. they build immune function up and fight cancer. But then you have the psilocybins, which are the ones which kind of make you a little high. But okay, so what purpose does the psilocybins have? Well, they they, are, they can relax you. Um, another part of what they do is actually have a really great way to calm down your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And when you take those psilocybin drugs, the mushrooms. You actually want to clear up your life because it changes your brain chemistry in a positive manner. So it's suddenly instead of being, you know, people get high, they kind of get really tired the next day. They don't want to do anything. Right. But when you take psilocybin, you actually want to clean up the house and do something proactive. Mm. It's a really so psilocybins are good too. Yeah, they're very good. If I mean, used they're, in they're moderation. not curative, but you know, of course, you don't want to be high all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So how can someone with a family history of cancer prevent getting cancer? Well, number one, the you know the idea is what caused the cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, in the family, is it related to genetics? Mm. Uh, you know, and can, is it related to, for example, sometimes chronic viral infection can cause cancer, like Epstein Barr, mm. virus, and it can cause an immune suppression. And once that occurs, the immune system no longer pays attention to the the tissue. You know, if for example, breast cancer or colon cancer or prostate cancer doesn't pay attention to the area. Mm -hmm. So therefore, whatever goes on that area is not going to be surveilled by the immune system, and that wow. can and that can cause the cancer to grow. Mm. You know, when you look at cancer patients, the most common thing I hear is, "Doctor, doctor, you know, I've never, I haven't had a cold in ten years, you know, and now I have cancer. How's that possible?" And the answer to that is, it's the immune system is not that it's weak, it's unfocused, mm. so it doesn't pay attention where it needs to go. And those things can be caused by viral infections, can be related to bad diet, uh, high stress, whatever inhibits the immune function or whatever distracts the immune function is a problem. Oh, so you can still not be sick, but you can have a bad immune system. Yeah. And not still not ever get sick. Well, no, the immune system, it's not bad. It's not focused on the cancer. Right. Oh, it's not focused on So basically, on the you don't, if you get exposed to the common cold, you'd be, you'd be fine. Mm -hmm. But then the area where the person gets the cancer, like, for example, prostate cancer, that area is no longer surveilled properly. Yeah. So therefore, it can go there, and then the body says, that's totally, that's totally fine here. I'm not worried about it. I'm not paying attention to the prostate. So whatever goes on the prostate, it's not going to be surveilled. And the immune system does take care of the, you know, every other part of the body, but I don't take part of that mm. area of concern. Because yeah, I'm, I'm never sick. So, But that's interesting that you say that, that the body yeah. can, the immune system can be focused. Well, you know, I think about this like the armed services. You have, you know, you have the Navy, mm -hmm. you got the uh, Air Force, 
and he got what else? The army, right? Military. Well, you got uh, army, yeah. marine. marine. Uh, yeah. Then, but then you have subgroups. Mm -hmm. Then you have you know, the navy has the marines. The navy you know, the, you know, and then the then the uh, other the army has the uh, rangers. Mm -hmm. See, each our immune system has different parts to mm -hmm. different parts to do a different job. Yeah. And whatever job is you know is not working out right can cause a problem. That makes sense. Line. What about food wise? So what foods? are linked to preventing cancer and what foods are linked to causing well, cancer? Well, the most thing to, to take without, you know, prevent cancer is using a low carbohydrate diet, low carbohydrates, uh, a lot of greens, uh, like I said, mushroom, like eating mushrooms would be very beneficial. Uh, eating organic meats, that'd be beneficial. Um, you know, you can take a good multivitamin, of course. Beets. Beets are very good. That's a good call. Beets. Yeah, there's a guy here who makes beets juice. Mm. It's disgusting, but it, his wife beat uh, stage stage four cancer just yeah, by drinking that. Yeah. Whoa. Well, the green she, juices too. I mean, he green let juices. Her go to the doctor. Carrot wow. juice, green, you know, yeah. celery. Uh, he said carrots too. Is yeah, carrots. carrots. Again, carrots. you got to be careful of carrots, depending on the blood type. Right. Yeah. If you, for example, if you oh, uh, you know, carrots are not going to work for you. If you eat an A, they will work for you. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then what foods cause cancer? Well, high sugar, like processed foods, you know, okay. you know, like so unnatural foods. Correct. Why do you think that's processed? You know, and eat, you know, donuts, hot dogs, yeah, right. things like that. I see donuts a lot. And then, can you treat cancer naturally? Yeah, absolutely. if you have like stage three or stage four, we can. You can definitely treat it naturally. I mean, you may not get, um, I mean, a, a cure from that, but you can treat and support the immune system, so it can have actually have a good outcome. And then you mm. can actually take that. Not a step where you would take it to, uh, for example, what we offer, we have actually uh, cell therapy we do in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And we use the natural, natural killer cells, mm. dendritic cells, and um, T cells. Mm. We take another patient's bloodstream, activate and re-inject them as a treatment. Wow. And that mm. really takes their own immune system and activates to fight the cancer. Wow. Um, so you're against chemotherapy. Yeah, I'm not for it now because basically it's, it, it is toxic. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you're poisoning your body, right? Right, and you take something which is toxic and which damages your body and hope it, the damage is not as severe. I mean, the cancer damage should be more severe than your body's system damage. So and what you, should me and Sean be doing daily be, to be proactive about uh, preventing cancer? Like, what should we be drinking? Well, I um, drink, you know, how much, do you, how much water do you drink a day? I don't feel like I drink enough some days. Other days, I feel like I can overindulge, but I... Usually grab a water before I will anything else or some kind of drink that has little to no sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Water is important, and I would definitely you know make sure you do not avoid carbohydrates. Avoid carbohydrates. Yeah, because think about carbohydrates. It's kind of like um, it's it's a, it's a very corrosive substance. Mm. And you pick people up with diabetes. What what do you hear about diabetes? You see people have circulation issues mm -hmm. in the legs. The blood vessels get you know hardened. The nerves gets gets damaged. It's inflammatory. It's like rusting, mm. uh, body rust. And what it also does, it causes your stress levels to go up as well. I mean, stress is the biggest issue with immune function. Mm. And what people don't really are not aware of is that when you eat a banana, and you take the banana in straight, straight, it goes right in your bloodstream, and causes a sugar spike inside your body. So your body has to use insulin to you know to you know get the sugar level down. Then it goes, but it goes because it's a very rapid, rapid spike. It took a, you know, so it's going to be a rapid response. So the insulin's going to get kicked in, going to drop. Mm -hmm. So the sugar's going to drop. But it almost says, oh my God, I have low blood sugar now. I need to have sugar. Then it goes to the adrenals. 
tells the adrenals to go to the liver to make more sugar. And that kind of experience is like running from the tiger. Mm. And every time you eat carbohydrates in large amounts, that will repeat itself. So don't eat the banana? Well, you don't want to eat the banana directly. You want to, eat, you want to combine the banana with some type of protein or some type of Wow. I fat. always eat bananas directly. Yeah, I actually like bananas. Bananas are good, but again, you actually don't eat it by itself. So what, so, what, so what protein should you eat a banana with? Well, I would say probably you can do it with um, almonds. Almonds. I mean, you can put some almond butter on there. Um, you can probably eat it. Eat a bit, you know, banana eggs wouldn't really work, but I mean, anything, any type of protein, mm. protein powder would work as well. As long as you, the idea is when you take carbohydrates into your system, you want to make sure the sugar, the level doesn't spike like this. Oh, so you so want to have a level of sugar going up through time, so it doesn't spike because mm. what happens is when sugar spikes, the cell that uses most of the sugar. Like the cancer cell, we use it up more effectively. Mm. Oh, so basically so eat a donut with chicken. Right. Well, in a sense, so yeah. waffle and chicken instead <laughs> yeah, of chicken. Yeah. Wow, that's a good tip because I'm, so, I'm going to stop eating bananas plain now. So, so basically you want to have a protein along with it. If you're going to eat a carb, make sure yeah. you eat a protein with it. So if I eat a donut, make sure I have a baked salmon and eat it with the donut. Why a baked that's salmon? That's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I would recommend that. <laughs> you wouldn't? No, not, not salmon, but donut. I think the donut he wouldn't recommend. No, yeah, <laughs> in general, yeah, but the no. salmon in the donut would be just, yeah. Evil. How important is eating organic? Very important. Do you only eat organic? Most of the time, you cannot do it all the time, yeah. but I try to. Yeah. Wow, because that's expensive, right? It is expensive, but think about this: if you look at the food source, I mean, whatever you take in, you will absorb. It's like eating, like having a good fuel for the car. Mm-hmm. So if you have a good source of protein, like for example, organic meats are very important. You know, organic chicken. What happens with organic chickens is that those chickens are not inflammatory. Mm. Regular meats are inflammatory, but they have a combination of omega-6, omega-3, omega-9 to make it less inflammatory. Mm. And, you know, if you look at the eggs when you eat eggs, if the yolks are really, you know, well, these days you can tell because people can fake it. But in general, the egg yolks are very yellow means they're really, really healthy. Really? Mm. But organic meats are important. Of course, you want to eat organic you know, vegetables if you can. Because anytime you take additional pesticides into your body, it can cause some damage. Mm. And then the body has to process those pesticides through the liver, and it can cause liver stress. So organic vegetables don't use pesticides? They, no, they don't. But, but regular vegetables do? Yes, they do. Yeah. Interesting. Well, well also, pesticides and herbicides, so to make sure they don't have... I mean, they use, they use a lot of chemicals to allow them to grow fast. Right. So diet-wise, what is your diet? Like, are you a paleo? I actually, I'm, I'm almost more, more of a carnivore. Carnivore. So you yeah. eat a lot of proteins? And Only like, meat. Mostly meat, yeah. Oh, for real. And you don't have any constipation issues from that? No. Interesting. Well, again, you know, I mean, the constipation comes from the combination of different processed foods. I mean, you know, there's a lot of times, for example, if you... One example, look at this. If you eat a, how do you eat your meat and you eat your meat? How do you normally eat it? Medium. Have you ever tried a medium rare? Yeah, it's it's too bloody for me, but yeah, I've tried it. Okay, so when you you know when you have, usually when you eat a piece of meat which is medium or well done, it take, takes a longer time to digest. Really? Because they're in the you know the rare meats have more digestive have more enzymes present inside the meat. Mm. So for example, you ever eat sushi? Yeah. When you eat sushi, how long does the food stay in your belly? Like after two hours, you feel like you can eat again, right? Right. Yeah, and those the food is alive. Mm. Not really alive, but it's 
not processed. Mm. Wow, that's so the, interesting. So the enzymes are still present in the fish, so the digestive tract can do it much, much faster. Wow. And so the, the more alive the food is, the easier it's your body to yeah, digest. Yeah, it's easier to assimilate. So the blood in the meat, eating bloody meat is actually a good thing. Yeah, as long as it's well taken care of. I mean, make sure you have a good source. I mean, even when you can't see myself. I how, never, about, how about eating fish? Do you eat fish? I, I'm going to be a pescatarian. Do you mostly. eat sushi? Yes. So you eat raw fish? Yeah. I'll eat raw fish. Yes, but not yeah. raw meat. I can't eat it. Well, I wouldn't necessarily have to do it raw. I mean, right, yeah. but again, you know, I mean, the yeah. best, I mean, the best way to tell if you eat something and it takes, and you look at the picture of digestion in general, if it takes more than two hours to get rid of get out of your belly, it's, it's not working for you. Wow. So if, you know, so if you eat a meal and you feel it in your belly two hours later, it's either either number one, you not don't have enough digestive enzymes, it was over processed, or you have an aller- a reaction to it. Mm. But it should not stay in your belly for that long. Mm. Are there natural ways to prevent uh, Alzheimer's? Yeah, I mean, it's the key thing is getting a good fatty diet. Mm. You, you know, I mean, you know, you have a lot of fish or fatty acids because that's basically helps with you know the you know, the neurons mm-hmm. and then also you know, make sure you don't eat a lot of you know don't have too much you know uh, metals heavy metals in your system right and um one other thing and you, you know you just support your nervous system function so you believe a lot of disease is caused by diet most of them i, I believe well, a lot of diseases it's it's multifactorial yeah i mean you know diet is important uh, you know, life, I mean, again, you know, what you do for a living is important. Mm-hmm. But there what, are some people, Doc, that I see have terrible lifestyles and they f***ing live until... Well, I was going to get to that. <laughs> like, they're made of, like, yeah. rock or something. Well, you know, I mean, well, I mean, there's also, you also have to think genetics, too. Yeah. You know, if you have very good genetics, you can live very poorly and have a long lifespan. That's because your body's strong. Well, you have a good... Well, your body has a lot of... Has proper processing. Okay. And... um if you don't have good genetics, you're gonna live very, very cleanly. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. if you know, see so if people, you have people, you know, there's this diagram. I, you know, like it's hard to do life like this, but basically it's a triangle. Mm-hmm. And if you know, one side, you know, the, the upper level of the triangle tells you, okay, this is lifestyle. Sorry, it's uh, genetics. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, diet. Right. And if you so if you have a you have a good genetic background, you can have a very poor lifestyle and live a long time. Mm. But if you have a very I mean, very bad genetics, you have to have a very good good lifestyle to survive. Right. Mm. You know, that's why some people in the you know hit a certain age group, you know, they get sick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know some guys that are probably younger than me and Sean both and sick already and look yeah. old and they're just you know just... i used to get sick every month because i didn't take care of my body yeah I mean, so diet is... definitely plays a huge huge role it's I mean, it's easy to do i mean easy to fix i mean yeah i mean you don't have to go see a doctor so you just well have to... yeah i didn't know i was allergic to most carbs so I, I was eating that my whole life and getting sick from it well, most people are allergic to carbs yeah i'm allergic yeah, to fortified and enriched carbs okay. so so what do you do for it do i just avoid it, it now yeah you take digestive enzymes i take a probiotic yeah Oh, no, digestive enzymes. No, what is that? Basically, it's something you take to help you digest the food. Probiotics oh, okay. gives you the flora of a healthy gut, but digestive enzymes give you digestive enzymes to break down the food properly. Got it. Yeah, I just try to avoid it completely. That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, So why do you think obesity and disease is at an all-time high right now? Well, that's, a, that's well, number one, I think that the diet is huge. Yeah. People have a lot of processed foods. Um, 
and they have done less, less activity. And there's a lot of there's a they did actually did a study where they took uh, a man who was morbidly obese, and they he, what they did is they fed him. It's called. Have you know what a Lester is? Have you heard the name of Lester before? Lester, no. Basically, that's an uh, an oil that's not absorbed. Okay. But but his GI system, and he was morbidly obese. He was he was diabetic, and he had a heart condition. And what they did is for him, they changed his lifestyle by giving him. What even they changed to give him five Lester chips three times a day. They did it for three years. Mm. In that time frame, he lost all the weight. He lost his diabetes, and his heart issue. Mm. What we, happened we, was they did what? Say it again. It's a pill, right? It's a, it basically it's a lesser. It's basically potato, potato chips with an oil that cannot be absorbed. It came out in two thousands. It basically was a, an oil which was not absorbable. Mm. So people can eat normal potato chips, but they would not get fat. Fat, right? Got it. Wow, that's. But crazy. it's not absorbable, so therefore all the toxins which are stored in fat got absorbed mm. in that fat in the gut from the olestra. Mm. So all of that, all that time frame, all these toxins got expelled. Wow. And after that time frame, all these the side effects caused by these toxins reversed themselves. Mm -hmm. And the same thing that's obesity. Basically, obesity is a way the body stores toxins. So if your body has toxic exposures, you will be more heavy, more obese. Wow. Okay. And then of course, not being not exercising things like that make it make a difference as well. Interesting. Wow. Question. Yes. Is the watermelon has a natural Viagra in it, right? I haven't heard that. No, yeah, I, I've I, heard that. Yeah, yeah. People drink it. watermelon juice and then they get yeah, it has a natural Viagra in it. Well, I think it's probably. I'm not sure. I have to double check. It may have the uh, mean acetyl arginine in it, which causes vasodilation. Yeah, it, mm. and that makes makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on seedless fruits? Because there's a debate that they're not good for you. Well, they're, they're, well, they're genetically modified. You know, you, you <laughs> yeah. know? So basically, yeah. they're usually fruits supposed to have seeds. Yeah. And I don't. I believe you don't should eat foods that have been modified genetically speaking. This yeah. is going to affect because the tissues are different. Mm. You may have a, you know, it may look the same, but the way it's you know produced, it's no longer the same type of fruit or the same type of animal. Right, yeah, like those grapes that taste like cotton candy. The seedless, yeah. Like, why would I want to eat those? And you told me about cauliflower is not a real plant. Yeah, cauliflower is no, it's, it's no. no. So stopped eating that. So you're not a fan of GMOs? No, well they're very dangerous. Right. So what foods are commonly associated with GMOs? Uh, you know, uh, tofu. Tofu. I mean, yeah, that's a big one. I mean, you know, you know, a lot of times you have, um, you know, vegetables which are GMO. And you have to say specifically on that non-GMO mm. where you want to buy it. Wow, doctor, it's been a pleasure. Any closing thoughts? Well, then just stay healthy. Stay healthy, people. <laughs> Can't beat that, <laughs> right, Wayne? Yo, follow me on Instagram at the Creator, Sean Kelly, Digital Social Hour. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.